You're listening to I Can't Wait to Tell You with Casey Edward, episode 90. Welcome to I Can't Wait to Tell You, a podcast I created to share with you my knowledge, stories, and experiences on spirituality, food, health, mindset, and on life in general. My goal is to tell you everything I wish I had known when I decided to take control of my reality and start living the life of my dreams. We all deserve to make some magic, so let's jump right in because there are so many things I can't wait to tell you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of I Can't Wait to Tell You. I am your host Casey. Thank you as always for tuning in. I am so glad that you are here. Let me preface this episode by saying I am recording this with my windows open. It's just so aligning to have them open because it's so nice out. But I did want to warn you in case you can hear cars and trucks and dogs. But I figured, you know, it's, it's some nice just background noise. And I have to say, I don't know what it is about Colorado, but I think that there's like an incognito competition to win the loudest vehicle award. (laughs) Like I don't know about like, it's like this secret thing because I, in Massachusetts, it's not like this. Like so many cars, like just their mufflers, you know how they do that thing with their mufflers that makes them super loud and they've souped up engines and I don't know what I'm talking about but they're just all really loud so (laughs) anyways hello hello thank you for being here as I have said in the last episode my intention with these with these shows with these episodes is to bring you closer to an aligned state closer to the present moment getting you out of your head and into your body and into your intuition and into your heart and so the Inspiration for this episode came from a thought I had while I was running. And so this episode is going to be how to healthfully and intuitively reintegrate exercise post-quarantine. Okay, so this is going to look different for everyone, but I do want to talk about this because I'm going to speak from experience of getting back into working out and going way too hard, way too soon and paying for it, quite frankly, paying for it emotionally, physically, and mentally. So yeah, let me let me fill you in a little bit about when I took a break from working out and what it looked like when I got back into it and why this, this felt so inspired to talk about. So last year, I got some bad injuries in my calves. I was overworking out and my calves started to hurt and I didn't listen and I kept going, right? Just kept going, kept going, the mind, the mind once more, once more, once more, harder, 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 faster, faster, faster. I want results now. And so I didn't listen. And this little part of me that could be, you know, and I just, I overtrain sometimes. I, I sometimes get a little obsessive over food and yeah, I didn't listen to my body and I had to take a very long time off of working out. The longest time I've ever took since I was probably not kidding, nine. <laughs> like when you start when you start a sport when you're younger, that's it, you're in. And I played high school sports and did track and I played college sports, soccer. And yeah, I've been working out 
working out, working out for 20 years. <laughs> so taking a break was really interesting because again, the mind wants to go, go, go. And also I just had all of these false beliefs around how I had to look and how I had to do things to get there, eat less, work way more, work out more. And yeah, I had to take a step back. So now a few months ago, I started to get back into working out a little bit. And when everything started to go on in my personal life, I, like I said, found solace in running. It's a really good time for me to clear my head. I often have inspiration while I do, and it just feels really good. I love running. But I picked running back up as though I had never stopped. So one of the first runs I did was six miles, and then the next day I did a 5K, and then the next day I'm doing four miles, and I'm going, you know, fast for considering I had just picked running back up, and immediately my body is like, yo, are you good? We haven't, we haven't run in so long. I'm doing track sprints, all of these things. And I had a, um, a running coach. I have a running coach, and she started quickly to catch on to what was going on. That I was not even, so she started making me these training plans and I would go, I would surpass it. I would go beyond it. And she was like, why do you feel the need to do that? You know, why, why do you feel like you have to do more? I said to run six miles today, why did you go for seven? And it was really nice to have someone to be open with about this because she said, okay, well next week when I give you this training plan, this is what we're gonna do. And she made it all about running for time and gave me zones to stay in. So really low cardio threshold zones to stay in. And I'm not, and she was like, you're not doing this for distance. You're not doing this for any other reason to just, then to just enjoy it and build up this anaerobic cardio base. So that all being said, I hope that illustrates where I'm at because I understand <laughs> the the love and desire to go harder and to do more. And, you know, I've, again, I've been an athlete my whole life and that's just kind of innate now. But so that inspired me because I don't want anyone else to go through what I have gone through. Injuries, really bad hormonal turmoil, mental strain and drain, not being able to sleep because I'm so tired, but so like wired from working out too much. So I actually made a little list and they're all pretty cohesive. Some of them kind of overlap and are a little repetitive, but it's just to help anyone who either hasn't worked out at all during quarantine and usually does work out or someone who's never worked out and wants to start working out, got inspiration during quarantine or someone who worked out during quarantine, but not to the extent that they were before. Okay. So number one, number one, and, and also really quickly, this is pertinent to anyone. So even if gyms have started to open back up and you've already gotten back into the swing of things, this is something that we can all use and put to use in our lives at any time. Because even now, maybe you're going through the same thing I am going through, or you're great at listening to your body. <laughs> but so, okay. Number one. Ask your body what it needs for a workout. What I mean by this is, when gyms and soul cycles and orange theories start opening up, you might be like, oh, I am booking myself out for the next two months. I can't wait to be on that bike. I can't wait to be on that treadmill. I am getting back after it. I'm gonna lose weight or I'm gonna tone up or whatever, whatever. 
But first, ask your body what it needs. Because A, if you haven't been working out, going into doing workouts at that capacity, at that caliber of that caliber, right out the gate, is gonna be draining and hard on your body. So if you're gonna do it, if that's what your body feels called to do, then just ease into it, right? But ask your body what it needs, okay? So when you start being like, okay, I'm gonna start working out again, maybe your body only wants to walk and that is fabulous. Again, maybe you've never worked out before and maybe you feel called to walk. Maybe it's just some yoga here and there. Ask your body what it needs before booking yourself out for three months <laughs> at your favorite studio. And again, maybe maybe it is that it's craving spin or high intensity interval training or what have you, but just check in first, just check in. That's number one. Number two, take it day by day. Going back to saying, now I know that you have to book yourself out for most of these studios because it's gonna be popping at all of them, but take it day by day. If you booked yourself in a class and the next morning you wake up and you're supposed to do a 5 p.m. class that night and you're exhausted, why force it? Why force it? I will tell you why you should not force it because I've been that person to say, no, you know what, I've got goals, I'm just gonna go. You've gotta listen to your body. The goals will unfold naturally, everything will work out, but this has gotta be a sustainable lifestyle way of doing it. And I know that sounds kind of like cliche and ambiguous because everyone's like, it's gotta be a lifestyle. And I used to be like, what does that mean? Well, it means sustainability. I can't go hard in the paint every day and expect my body not to want rest. In fact, rest makes our workouts that much better. It makes it so much better. And rest days are wonderful. They're so great. But again, the mind wants, wants, wants. Goals to be completed, things to be faster, wants end results now. Okay, so take it day by day. Number three, and this goes goes hand in hand with one and two, work out less than your mind wants to. Your mind is going to be on one now that things are back open. <laughs> it's gonna want, it's gonna say you, you know, you've been pretty solitary. Solitary? Mm, you've been pretty, what's that word? Sedentary, sedentary. <laughs> and solitary quarantine. And, you know, and it's gonna have all of these stories. You've been eating like this or you haven't been moving like that. Your mind is going to indeed want you to go to Orange Theory every single day for the next few months, especially if you have a weight loss goal because that's the only way for most of us that the mind thinks we can lose weight. So I'm going to say work out less than your mind wants to because your body is not going to want to work out as much as your mind does. Especially, again, especially if you have not been working out very hard. And, and, and listen, listen I am, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying this as a word to the wise from someone who injured themselves, someone who put themselves through hormonal imbalances, someone who was exhausted and couldn't get out of bed because she wasn't listening to her body. She was listening to her mind and what it wanted. So again, if you feel called to get on that treadmill and lift weights every single day because you're craving it and it feels good for your body, absolutely all of the power to you but recognize if you're listening to your mind and your ego and its wants or if you're listening to your body number four eat enough eat enough 
Something that I noticed about myself, which is very interesting, and I'm assuming that if I'm experiencing this, if I experience this, I'm not alone. When I'm not working out, I tend to be far less critical of myself with what I'm eating. I'm not hyper aware of it. I just eat. It's it's easy because you're not working out really hard, so hunger doesn't hit like hanger out of nowhere. I mean, I get hangry, so I have to eat a lot, but like pretty often. But it's it's interesting for me because when I start working out again, all of a sudden a little bit of orthorexia starts to starts to get in there. I'm really obsessed with eating a certain way. And a little bit of, well, maybe we'll just not have that dessert that you wanted, even though you're still hungry. Maybe we won't. And again, it's that mind thinking, okay, well, you know what? You're working out now. What, what's our goal? Is it to lose weight? That was my goal for years. Is it to lose weight? Let's, let's do this. Let's eat a little bit less. You've got to eat enough. This might mean eating more than you were eating if you weren't working out. So... I am eating way more than when I wasn't working out because I'm doing more. That's just how it goes. But you've got to be cognizant of the fact that you will probably need to eat more. Now, again, if you're like, Case, <laughs> I was eating during quarantine. I was eating good. <laughs> and, and you know, maybe I have 10 pounds to show for it. And, and I'd like to lose those because it would feel good to lose those. Then fine, you know, you know figure out what you need to eat. But I am saying that generally, if you're picking up working out again, you will need to eat more. And and I, I said this number four is eat enough because maybe not more, but eating enough. You've got to be eating enough. Taking care of your body in that way, not putting it into fight or flight when it's starving. And if you listen to the last episode, you know that's what I was going through a little bit. Eat enough which might be more than you were eating if you weren't working out you might be eating more now just eat enough five do not compromise big chunks of sleep to get in a workout if quarantine taught us one thing it was that the universe wants us to slow down the universe wants us to be good to our bodies the universe wants us to be good to others and the planet let's not get right back into the trap, the illusion of productivity and go, go, go. Especially if you are exercising, sleep is crucial. Sleep is crucial all the time, let's be real. But especially if you're getting back into working out, your body needs that rest, your body needs recovery. So why I specify don't compromise big chunks of sleep is because you know if you have to wake up 30 minutes earlier, of course, if you have to wake up an hour earlier, okay. But if you're waking up at 4 a.m. and you didn't go to bed till 11 and this is what you're gonna try to consistently stay with, maybe let's not. <laughs> maybe let's not. Let's not compromise. Let's not compromise our food and our eating and our caloric intake. Let's not compromise big chunks of sleep. Let's not compromise the rest our body needs. Let's not compromise. This is healthful and intuitively reintegrating. This is sustainable, especially if you were chilling during quarantine like a lot of people were. If you were chilling like I was for the past year until right before quarantine. Number six, <laughs> you might not want to hear it, but stretch, do some yoga and foam roll. Gotta be done. Got to be done. This, my mind fights so much 
and then something happens. So get a foam roller, get a lacrosse ball, go ball <laughs> and and do it, right? Just make it happen. Honestly, like when my pasta when my pasta water is boiling, I foam roll. You can do this while watching Netflix. You can do this while listening to music. You can incorporate this easily. And I will say for the stretching and yoga though, this is a really great time to start just slowing down before bed. Turning the phone off. My door is about to slam. Turning the phone off and giving yourself some you time. Stretch, do some yin yoga, which is really great for the muscles and the tissues and the fascia. This is just as important as working out. And again, in that go, go, go productive state, we're often like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll stretch. And then we don't. We have to think of our bodies. How are we serving our bodies? Right? How can it be healthy? How can it be sustainable? And at the end of the day, what is my intuition saying? What is my body saying? Expect that the mind is, is going to want to go ham. But also know that the body might not want that. And, you know, I, I touched upon the eating, but a lot of this too comes from a lot of the beliefs that we've taken on from society or diet culture or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it about, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to lose this quarantine weight, I've got to eat less and I've got to track my calories. I'm going to have to work out every single day. And that's not true. You can listen to your intuition. It can be sustainable. Listen to your body. Everything will happen naturally. So what feels good to me today? Today, what do I need in terms of fuel, in terms of maybe rest, in terms of stretching and taking my care of my body in that way, and in terms of movement or lack thereof? And I will say this one more time. I don't know what this will look like for you. Maybe you are going to be called by your intuition to get in the saddle for two months straight. But I do want to offer these pieces of advice that it might be the mind that wants you to do that and it won't be sustainable. I have been there many a times. Eat enough, love your body, enough to move it or rest it, enough to listen to it, and take care of yourself. Let's get back after it. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, but you know, I, I am dialing back, dialing back, <laughs> both because I know I need to because my running coach is like, you, uh-uh, no, we're logging your workouts and you're telling me and you're being truthful. So yeah, just a little, just a little fun episode on some tips from me to you. I hope that you enjoyed it. Some fun things coming up for the show are I'm going to, it's going to be sponsored the next, looking like from, you know, at least the next few episodes and ideally from the manifestations I've been putting together from here on out. Sponsorships will be a thing. Very excited. I'm very grateful for that. As you can guess, if you know me, it will only be things that I am aligned with or in, in, into that I am using products, things, experiences, places, and that's really exciting. And I also mentioned this on the last episode, but this kind of is really relevant too with what we talked about today, that I have specified my coaching now to work with women who binge eat and you know 
I was there for most of my life and it was this dark place that was keeping me out of alignment and keeping me in a secret hell where I would stuff Oreos in my face until I was so numb and crying and maybe throwing up. And it was my truth for so long because I didn't know how to change it and I thought I was alone quite frankly, but I wasn't. Millions upon millions of Americans suffer from binge eating and so I decided I've been there and now I'm on the other side of it this has to be how I help people so if you're interested in that there will be a link in the show notes to my website as well as to book a discovery call if you feel like you know me very well then it will be a little bit easier if you don't know me that well if you just started listening to the show that's what the discovery call is for 20 minutes on zoom where we will meet face to face and see if this is a fit for you and then from there five sessions and you will be cruising (laughs) because again, I have walked the walk and now I talk the talk because I know from, you know, science, but also intuition and all of the things we talk about on the show, the spiritual aspect of it, what's going on, right? So anyways, I love you guys for listening. Thank you. So much good stuff coming up. A lot of good content. It's going to be covering some, some things that are going on in the world having some really open and honest conversations on the show coming up, which will be really wonderful. If you'd like to follow along with me on Instagram, you can find me at Casey underscore Edward. That will be in the show notes as well. And if you'd like to follow along with my binge eating Instagram, which is not just for binge eating, it's kind of for anything that has to do with food freedom and intuitive eating and loving our body and how the other day I wanted a Kit Kat and so I ate it and then I moved on and that was that. That will be in the show notes as well. It's a.binge.free.life. But everything you need is in the show notes. And if you feel called to leave a review and a comment on iTunes, I'd be deeply appreciative. It helps me out so much. And otherwise, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.